this is the in focus podcast from the hindu hello and welcome to the hindu's in focus podcast earlier this week the reserve bank issued directions to indian banks on the provisions they ought to make against loans if the entities to which they have lent funds in foreign currency have not hedged against risk of changes in the exchange rate After all if an Indian company had borrowed 1 dollar a year ago and has to close the loan now it would have to shell out more rupees today to close 1 dollars worth of debt than when it received the loan today ratings agency care edge chief economist rajini sinha joins us to share her views on what the trigger for the reserve bank's move is thank you ms sinha really appreciate uh, your taking time off to be with us today you know if we can dive right into the topic uh, no rbi um, uh, earlier this week issued a modified and consolidated set of uh, norms for uh, unhedged foreign currency exposures this seems targeted particularly at banks and banks that have subsidiaries overseas for the benefit of our listeners would you be able to throw some light on why now uh, what has triggered this um, uh, you know release of norms both modified and consolidated and how if if at all uh, you know anything has changed compared to earlier uh hello to everyone and uh, thank you bharat for giving me this opportunity uh now uh, coming to your question if you see the backdrop the economic backdrop under which these guidelines have been announced we are going through a situation in which there's lot of external uh, vulnerability there's lot of volatility in uh, financial markets including forex market we have seen the inr weakening very sharply in the last few months since the beginning of the year if you see inr has weakened by around more than 11% against the us dollar so in the given backdrop rbi has highlighted that this high risk posed by uh, companies that have unhedged forex exposure and in the and hence in this backdrop rbi has come up with these new guidelines under which um, uh what the guidelines require is that the banks need to do additional provisioning for risk arising from unhedged forex uh, exposure so for instance uh, in case the potential loss due to forex exposure is more than 15 to 30% the banks need to do additional provisioning of uh, 20 basis point and as the potential loss the risk of potential loss increases the provisioning requirement also increases so in case the potential loss is more than 75% there is incremental provisioning requirement of 80 basis point and 25 percentage point increase in risk weight that's required so uh, basically uh, you see the idea is that these entities with forex exposure who have not hedged the forex exposure are at you know significant risk and rbi would like to hedge banking system against this risk because in case they incur significant losses due to this uh, extreme forex movement that would result in their ability to service their loans going down which in turn will ad- adversely impact the banking sector hence this is the reason why rbi has come up with these new guidelines excellent so that was very insightful uh, but this does not encourage a certain kind of behavior from the corporate side right i mean this is just to protect 
uh, risk for the banking system, and that is as important, I'm sure. But um, if there is unhedged foreign currency exposure for corporates, and that has been a conversation, some chatter has been going on over the last few months, ever since the rupee started depreciating. This does not encourage a certain kind of behavior with corporates because that's not the RBI's mandate, right? I mean, if they do have such large losses, then you know either their ability to service debt may be impacted, or they may have to get more rupees to just service you know one dollar. Uh, compared with when they took the loan, say a year or two ago, when it was much easier to uh, you know take these uh, uh, dollar loans. So the corporates may be impacted, but these norms only cover banks. They they don't encourage a certain kind of behavior for corporates, right? So why these norms cover the banks? But what the idea is that the banks will be uh, assigning additional credit risk. to the corporates for unhedged forex exposure so in that sense they it's also indirectly putting pressure on the corporates to hedge their forex exposure so in that sense indirectly that is also being taken care of so when there is a credit uh, risk tagging that happens by banks for corporates then the corporates ability to borrow more from the bank or from the system itself is impacted is that what it means so what i am trying to say is that if Uh, corporates have higher unhedged forex exposure the banks would assign higher credit risk to them and in that that sense the cost of borrowing would increase for the corporates and hence indirectly rbi is also putting pressure on the, the corporates to uh, increase their their hedging of forex exposure and in fact if you look at the data of uh, external commercial borrowing and what kind of hedging the corporates are doing so far as per the latest rbi's financial stability report around 44% of our external commercial borrowing is unhedged in the sense if you look at it the, the positive side is more than 50% of it is hedged but yes 44 is still a big number which is unhedged but even in that you have to take into account that it, in this unhedged forex export there would be forex exposure which has natural hedge so many of the companies would have natural hedge for their forex exposure in the form of dollar earnings so this number which at 44% looks high would go down even more if we take into account the natural hedge understood and these norms you know most recently issued uh, modified and consolidated norms do not distinguish distinguish between short and long term debt right uh that have foreign currency exposures because there has been concerns like long term debt maybe we can take care of it you know when the rupee stabilizes and you know the war disappears and so on and so forth but short term debt seem to be some concern but these norms don't differentiate at all it's just unhedged foreign no these norms do not uh, differentiate and uh, just to give you a little perspective on our overall external debt scenario if we look at our india's external overall external debt it's at around 620 billion dollar uh, i'm talking about the uh, march end number so it's at around 620 billion dollar which takes it to around 20% of our gdp and even in this external debt of 620 billion dollar around 20% of the debt is short term in nature so india short term debt is around uh, i would say us dollar 120 billion okay and now if you so this is overall uh, short term debt and uh, which is at around 20% of the gdp 
And even if you uh, look at it in terms of, sorry, not 20% of the GDP, it's 20% of the total external debt. And if you look at this if from the perspective of, you know, how much is it with the perspective of our forex reserves, it's at around 20% of our forex reserves. So I wouldn't worry about it right now, wouldn't worry much about it right now, uh, because um, the norm is that the short-term debt should be uh, not more than the total forex reserves. So the ratio of uh, short-term debt to forex reserve should be one. In our case, India, in India's case, it's actually at 0.2. So in that sense, we are in a safe zone. But having said that, we also have to be conscious of the extreme volatility that we are seeing in the forex market and the sharp depletion in forex reserves that we've seen in the last few months. If I look at the forex reserves, it has fallen by around more than $80 billion in the, since the beginning of the year. And specifically in the last three months, the monthly average by which the forex reserves have gone down has been around $16 billion or so, which is quite significant. And if the pace of depletion goes on at this pace, there could be trouble going forward. But right now, we are not in a very dangerous zone. Okay. So I understand the one is to one uh, ratio that you talked about, and that's in thumb rule or norm. Um, but given India's size, you know, the size of the economy, size of our forex reserves pre uh, before the depreciation of the rupee started, and uh, aspirations to become a certain size and economy, what would be the point when you'd start worrying about the ratio of short-term debt to uh, uh, total forex reserves? Uh, right now, we are at 0.2. Would 0.3 worry you? 0.5 is something that you can live with? Where would you put your comfort level? So, um, actually, see, uh, during the time of taper tantrum, it was at around 0.3. But more than the point that earlier I was trying to make is that our short-term debt is not very high. What At this point of time, what I would worry more about is our import cover. Because we are in a situation where we have current account deficit, which is... The threat is that it could widen further. We are looking at a current account deficit of around 3.6% of GDP in FI23. So we have a situation where the imports are jumping up and at the same time, our forex reserves are going down. So currently, we have an import cover of around nine months, which right now is not uh, risky. But like I said earlier, this import cover there is risk of this going down further. And that is what I would worry more about. Uh, so if just to set a little context, again, if I compare to taper tantrum period, this uh, the import cover had gone down below seven. And uh, we are already at nine. And you know, if the pace of at which the forex reserves have been going down, if that kind continues. And here, I would like to highlight that this risk, that this could worsen. What we have seen in the last three months, the very sharp drop in forex reserves, um, there is a chance, there is a risk that this space of depletion could worsen going forward because we are in a situation where U.S. is struggling with very high inflation. U.S. Fed has very clearly indicated they, that they are going to go ahead with uh, sharp hikes in Fed fund rate. We have seen sharp appreciation of U.S. dollar and we could see this trend further going forward. And in such a scenario, if things 
get even more murky. That is what I would be worried about: our import cover going down. Okay, so you know some economists seem to have an opinion that you know we should keep pace with the U.S. when U.S. because U.S. Federal Reserve has been very hawkish; they've been very aggressive in their statements of trying to control inflation with interest rate increases. And then even if it, they have to sacrifice growth for that uh, on that count. So some economists here have recommended that you know maybe we should you know keep pace, raise the interest rates. and hopefully that will stem the capital outflows and we've seen uh, though intermittently fpi foreign portfolio investors have come in and invested for a month or two but predominantly in the last few months they've exited um, because obviously uh, uncertainty and dollar as a safe haven the us economy as a safe haven even in these circumstances so hopefully with increases in our own rbis you know rates uh, benchmark rates we would be able to stem the outflow and if necessary let the rupee you know maybe we'll smoothen the volatility but let the rupee depreciate after all you know that would help the uh, current account deficit problem that you referred to do you have a view on that so currently if you see what uh, rbi has been doing rbi has been allowing the currency to weaken we have seen uh, weakening happening in the last few months but at the same time it has been intervening just to curb extreme volatility in the market so if not for rbi intervention we would have seen rupee at a higher level so i think going forward also rbi would continue to intervene in the market only as much as is required to kind of stem the volatility in the market but otherwise it would allow the currency to weaken more so because the weakening is happening in all other currencies too all other emerging economy currency and also other developed market currencies except for us dollar so there's weakening happening all across so in such a scenario if rbi does not allow uh, inr to weaken we will in fact lose on export competitiveness so that's the reason why rbi has been intervening but also allowing the currency to weaken so i think the same trend is going to continue going forward okay and just as a corollary to our uh, your comments on the rupee itself that the rbi has been allowing the rupee to weaken so is there i mean would you set great store by the reeer the effective exchange rate the real effective exchange rate Uh, in terms of uh, you know the rupee against a basket of currencies i think there's a comparison with the 40 ba- currency basket and then a six currency basket and people are saying as of august you know we probably were uh, 2.3% or some such thing you know sort of oh well you did does need to weaken further would you set great store by that or is there a way that you'd look at the rupee saying you know at this level you'd be comfortable saying 85 88 or whatever the number that number is so if we look at it in terms of rer i would again reiterate the point that i made earlier it's not just indian rupee in fact indian rupee has weakened less than what we have seen in the other emerging market and that's the reason why if i look at the movement on rer basis in fact in the year so far rupee has weakened by less than 2% so just against us dollar if i look at it the weakening has been more than 11% but if we look at it just on rer basis on trade weighted basis the weakening is less than 2% so this shows that uh, the point that i was mentioning earlier that while the weakening has happened but if you look at what has been happening all around us 
the weakening in rupee is relatively less and as far as you know what where i think the rupee would settle well at this point it's very difficult to say uh, because this extreme volatility that we have been seeing is going to continue uh, but i think probably around the so you know 82 look look difficult at a point in time and now we have already crossed 82 level so uh, 83 is not very far so i think 81 to 83 is the kind of level in which we can see the currency moving beyond that i would kind of think this less probability because the dollar index also has been consistently strengthening for the last few months so after a point the market should factor in this us fed fund rate hikes and the dollar strengthening that we have been seeing should halt at some point so based on that i would feel that the currency probably would move in the range of 81 to 83 got it uh, before we wind down this discussion i just wanted to go back to the um, you know rbi's norms for uh, commercial banks where they have to make provisions if their exposures to uh, foreign currency are at a certain level can you throw some light on what is different now is it because of some questions that banks had asked for clarification sake and that's all there is to it or is there a rule change for now compared to earlier what it was so i think what has happened is uh, again the backdrop in which we are uh, rbi at this point in time if you look at you know india's economic recovery domestically things appear to be on track the big concern is coming from the external front and you know the interest rate hikes the forex volatility the lowering of external demand so most of the big risks that we have right now are coming from the external sector and that's where rbi would like to protect and insulate the indian economy from so i would say this is an attempt by rbi to insulate india's banking sector to the risk emanating from this extreme volatility that we are seeing in the forex market so you know in an ideal situation rbi would have liked the corporates to hedge their forex exposure more than what they've been doing so far so this is an attempt to push them to increase their hedging of forex exposure so i would say this is simply an attempt to reduce banks risk to uh, unhedged forex exposure thank you so much that was very insightful and crisp across the whole of our conversation is there anything else you would have liked to dwell on which i might have missed asking about in this particular topic no i guess that's it we covered all the aspects i think okay great thank you so much uh, ms sinha really appreciate your being with us look forward to more such conversations thank you so much thank you in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues In the meantime, you can find our podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher and other platforms. Just search for In Focus by The Hindu. We'll see you soon.